Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to Between You and Me. Um, I'd like to start off this episode by apologizing for the way that I sound. Um, unfortunately, I woke up a couple days ago with like congestion in my sinuses, so I sound a little nasally today. But you know, the show must go on. There's nothing I can do about it right now. I don't really feel sick. I haven't even been sneezing or coughing or anything. I just have a congested sinus. So, I don't know if it's allergies, I don't know what it is. Took a COVID test and it was negative, but that's besides the point. I just wanted to say that, you know, unfortunately, I'm going to sound like this for this episode. So, today I decided to talk to you guys about relationships and I wanted to get into this because I feel like this is a huge topic, a very, very broad topic, and I kind of touch on this topic pretty often in every other one of my episodes, but I haven't dedicated one episode to just relationships, so that's what I'm going to do today, and I feel like today I'm going to focus more on your guys' questions because that's kind of what's going to allow me to really delve into what I believe about relationships and my own perspectives. So what I did was I went on Instagram and I asked you guys, as usual, to ask me any questions as detailed as possible, if you'd like, um, based on your own relationships and what you want to know about what I believe about relationships. So I always preface by saying, you know, I'm not a professional. I'm not a relationship coach. Don't take my advice 110% to heart, you know. Take my advice as one perspective out of a million. I'm speaking based on my own personal experience and my beliefs about relationships, so don't think that there's only one right answer based on all your guys' questions. So, to give you guys some context on me, I feel like um, my experience in relationships is that basically I've just learned from my own And I think if you guys are, like, up to date on my YouTube channel um, and have been watching me recently, then you'd know that I am no longer in a relationship. So everything that I'm going to talk about today is based on me having a two and a half year relationship and also being kind of like a perceptive person of other people's relationships in my life, like the close people in my life and what they tell me about theirs. So this is basically my whole entire, you know, relationship experience, which is not really extensive, if I do say so myself. It's not like I haven't dated like 17 people and know everything about it. But with that being said, I have been in a relationship myself. So I think that's enough experience needed for me to actually give you guys somewhat good advice here. So take my advice as one perspective, like I said, because there are multiple. Every relationship is different and a lot of these questions are very broad. So we're gonna touch on them from a broad perspective. But anywho, let's get into it. Okay, so a lot of these questions are anonymous. I'm just gonna put that out there now. Unless you guys put your name in the question, I'm not going to say your name. Um, But these first couple questions are more simple topics and shorter questions. And then we're going to get into long ones because we have some people that have given us a lot of context and a lot of details on their situation. But we're going to get to those towards the end. So we're starting off with broader questions. And the first one is, is it important to be in a relationship? Now, 
this is a very broad one, but I mean, the simple answer is no. And I'm saying that from the perspective of like, do you need to be in a relationship? No. I mean, a lot of people listening based on my uh, demographic is around my age. So we've got a high percent around 18 to 22 and then a fairly high demographic from 23 to 27. So you guys are all, for the most part, around your 20s. So during this time frame, I believe personally that it really isn't that important to be in a relationship. Of course, it's important to have your experiences and to be in relationships at some point in your life in order to understand what it takes to love and care for another person. But if you're currently not in a relationship and maybe it's been a couple years, I don't think it's really that, that important to, to be in a relationship right now or in your 20s or in your high school years. I really don't. I think that when you're young, it is a really good time to be single because you're able to learn more about yourself by yourself. And I think that a lot of the times, people will start to take relationships more seriously when they have had a chance to kind of find themselves and have single time, if that makes sense. And after that is when they feel like they're more capable to handle relationships. Now, this is different for every person. Some people, you know, get into relationships very young and then find themselves maturing and growing within a relationship. So, it's really up to you, but I think that if you're not in a relationship right now and you're not necessarily looking for one and you're kind of content being by yourself and, you know, figuring life out on your own, then no, you shouldn't overthink that aspect, do I have to be in a relationship right now? Because you're clearly happy and content not being in one, so you're good. And even if you're not 100% content being by yourself and you're craving a relationship and you feel like you want to be in one, but you just haven't been able to find one yet, then my best advice to you is to stop searching and just enjoy spending time by yourself and keep growing on your own because it's only a matter of time before someone's going to walk into your life. And when you're, you know, content being by yourself and enjoying the time that you're spending with you and your friends and your family and meeting new people and, you know, finding out what you like in other people and what you don't like, that's when you're going to be open and receptive to finding somebody who's going to fit your life versus chasing after someone who might not fit in your life right now. So basically, my overall answer to that one is no, it's not important to be in a relationship right now. It will happen eventually if you're open to it, but there's no point in rushing. There's no point in, you know, hoping and praying because it'll happen when it's meant to happen. That's what I believe. Okay, next question is your thoughts on insecurities on the smallest things and bringing up the past in fights. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I mean... Insecurities, unfortunately, we all have them and it's a matter of how much work that you've done on yourself and self-awareness in this case because I feel like we're all going to have insecurities going into relationships and a lot of the times insecurities are created from previous relationships or previous experiences, right? So I think that it's a matter of self-awareness to know that you're acting based on insecurities and even if you are acting in that way the first step is to know that you're acting that way and then you're able to change right 
if you're if you're moving completely unconsciously and like not really thinking about how you're creating arguments by being insecure and by bringing up past events then that's when a lot of issues are going to be created and I've been there because a lot of the times you know if you're not completely secure in yourself you're not going to feel secure in your relationship so you're going to allow your own personal insecurities to make their way into a relationship and a lot of the times that will happen it's like so unbelievably common for both partners to bring their own insecurities into a relationship but it's a matter of you know communicating these to the other person and a matter of understanding because i believe genuinely that communication really is nothing without understanding like if you're not willing to understand the other person then there's no point right like there's no point of communication like everybody says communication communication is so important it is but it's useless if you're not willing to understand right then you're just talking to each other and you're not even absorbing anything that the other person's saying so with those elements of communication and understanding, I think that that's when you're able to work through insecurities with your partner, but it's also important to work through them on your own too, because especially like I said before, if your insecurities are not coming from your current relationship, they're either coming from a previous one or past experiences, whether it's with your family or friends or people that you weren't even in a relationship with, then that's kind of your responsibility to work through that while communicating to your partner as well. Um, And I think that's what's going to stop fights from the past from coming up over and over again. And I also think that this can be really hard, very hard. It was very hard for me. But it can be very hard to, you know, create this like mental boundary. I don't know if that's the right word, but create this like mental thought process that whatever came before you doesn't have to do with you. Whatever your partner was doing before you came along into their lives, it shouldn't, and as hard as it is to accept this, it shouldn't affect you. The next question is finances in relationships. So this definitely is a question that relates more to your age and what point you're in in your life. So if you're in a younger relationship, for the most part, I feel like finances don't really come into play as much as they would when you're in a more mature relationship where you're, you know, both self-sustaining or one person self-sustaining. And that's kind of when finances can come into play a little bit more. I think that initially in relationships, it's important to kind of handle finances separately. This is something that like, you know, especially if you're starting a career and I'm going to be talking about, you know, the 20s, early 20s, mid 20s type of age range. And in this time frame, I feel like independence when it comes to your finances is key. You want to be growing this on your own and you don't want to be reliant on anyone else. I think that's really important. So, I mean, it's good to talk and to communicate and to discuss your finances with your partner um, if you're comfortable with that. And it can help to motivate each other, you know, to save, to have future goals, to go on trips, to think about finances at that age, because it is something that regardless if you're in a relationship or not, you're going to be thinking about your finances in that age anyways. I just think overall, keep your finances independent until you get to a point in your relationship where you are mutually 
deciding on renting a place out together or purchasing a house together or you know getting married type of situation before that i think it's important to have separate finances because it can get a little sticky a little sticky icky if that relationship doesn't work out that's the last thing that i'm gonna share with a person that's a ring on my finger type of thing and not because i'm scared of someone taking my money but because it's a huge symbol almost of your independence is to have separate finances and until you're ready to let go of that and to really trust a person in the future that they're both like both people are gonna be handling it fairly then i don't think i would share that with anybody else all right when he parties with friends and i'm not around okay um now i think this one kind of depends i think this one requires an element of balance so hear me out I think that if your partner's always partying, like, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you know, like, always out with their friends, always partying, like, consistently on a bender, then that's when it is valid to have these, like, annoying feelings or feel kind of, like, jealous in a way or just uncomfortable that they're always partying and not really maybe paying attention to you or even inviting you or making time for you. But I think if it happens every so often on a Saturday or every other week or, you know, he has, he or she has some function now and then that they go out and they party without you, as much as you can be a little bit, you know, have a little bit of FOMO, wish you could have been a part of the experience, like, it is really healthy for people to have their own plans, their own friend group outside of a relationship. It's also very good to have friends within your relationship as well, have mutual friends, people that you can hang out with together, because I feel like that grows a relationship and allows you to, like, be with others other people while you're together but like I said there is an element of balance there so I think if it happens now and then and they're with their friends and you can't be there for whatever reason that's completely fair and if you feel some type of way because you can't do the same thing like you don't have friends to go out with in that way then I really recommend filling your time up with different things. Just because your boyfriend or girlfriend can't be with you on a Saturday night and you have no plans doesn't mean that you have to sit around at home and sulk and be upset and not be happy because they're out having fun without you. It means that you should take that time, take that Saturday night, plan something out to either do with yourself, to either do with your family, to do with one or two of your friends. Take some time to relax and do what you want to do and allow your partner to do what they want to do. I mean, it's not even allowing. Just accept. Accept that they're doing their own thing. And as long as they're still making time for you and balancing you out with their friends, I don't think there should be a problem in that. All right, next one is jealous of his girl best friends. This one is so funny to me. This girl best friend, guy best friend type of um, like conversation. I've heard it on so many podcasts. It pops up on TikTok all the time. It's like the biggest, most intense controversy I feel like recently on social media so I'm gonna give you guys my two cents on what I believe about it I think I have a really like simple understanding of this I think that yes guys can have a girl best friend and personally based on my experiences I think that 
yes, you can have platonic friendships with the opposite sex or the same sex, whatever sex you're attracted to. I think you can have platonic friendships. And that's based on just me having very platonic friendships with my male friends and never feeling, you know, any type of uncomfortableness around them. So I feel like if they're capable of doing it, your boyfriend can be capable of doing it, right? So there's a difference to me between getting into a relationship and while you're in a relationship, your boyfriend all of a sudden has a new girl best friend. This, this is weird. But if you're getting into a relationship and this person has had this girl best friend for let's say two, three years before that or since they're in high school or middle school or whatever it is, this is okay to me. This is okay. I feel like that happens. It's very normal. All of the guys that I'm friends with, I've been friends with for like over five years. So these are very platonic friendships and I think it's very possible. Now, I can understand why jealousy can set in, but it's important to know and to communicate with your boyfriend and know the history of their of their relationship, how long they've been friends for, if they have any romantic history together. Obviously, if that's an ex and they're best friends, that's weird. But, you know, if they've been platonic and that's all it ever was, then to me, we should have a little bit of trust for our partners, you know. I mean, that's the whole basis of a relationship, especially initially walking into a relationship, you should have a high level of trust, right? And you should be developing trust with your partner. Um, I think another really important aspect of a girl best friend relationship is that you've been introduced to this girl, you've seen their dynamic, and hopefully, God hopefully she's nice to you. Because I know if any of my guy friends got a girlfriend, I would be the nicest bitch in the world. Like, literally, I'd be so sweet, so inviting, so fun. Unless that person was a piece of shit. But I mean, I have faith that my male friends would pick out a good girlfriend. I'm a girl's girl. If that girl is fun, if she's cool, if she's nice to me... I'm gonna have no problems with her. Now, if it's the opposite, if she's a rude bitch, if she talks bad about you, if she crosses boundaries with your boyfriend, that's a different story. That's when a conversation will be taking place between you and your boyfriend. And in that case, it has to do with finding a middle ground of how much time he spends with that person, how close they are. At the end of the day, you should be closer with him regardless. You should be closer to your boyfriend than his girl best friend. Sorry, I'm going to say it. I think that that's probably true. Obviously, that's just the way that it should be. So, when it comes to jealousy, sometimes I feel like you have to have this element of understanding and kind of like empathy in a way like if you have male best friends be like okay I trust myself obviously around my male best friends so I should be trusting of him until proven otherwise. How to set healthy boundaries so you don't lose yourself in a relationship? This is a very important question. Let me get into this. Um First of all, I'd like to say that of course when people get into relationships it's never never their intention to lose themselves and to forget self-love or their relationship with themselves, but unfortunately, it does happen really often, especially in long-term relationships and relationships that you really have, like, a best friend, if that makes sense, because 
when you have like the full package, you have someone that you love, you have someone that you have fun with, you have someone that you can just hang out with and do anything with, it's so easy to want to spend all of your time with that person because they're giving you everything that you want. So you're not seeking it anywhere else. You're not seeking it from your friends. You're not seeking it from your family. You're not seeking it from yourself because the relationship is fulfilling you completely. But a lot of the times that can be the case initially in a relationship because, you know, we have this thing called the honeymoon stage. And during that time, people are so invested in their relationships. They're so in love. They're doing all their firsts together. They're going on a bunch of dates. They're going on some trips. They're introducing each other to their families. They're doing this or doing that. And they're having all these experiences with each other where they're just growing a stronger and stronger relationship. So during that time, you're giving your most into the relationship and you haven't really like steadied into real life yet. You're still in this like dreamland. So at that point, it's so easy to cut off every other element in your life and only pay attention to the relationship because it just brings you so much joy and so much love and like amazing feelings. Now, during this time, it can be the peak time that you start to lose yourself but you don't even realize it because you're paying so much attention to your relationship. Now it's hard. It's hard to be in this situation and to snap yourself into reality in a sense and create these boundaries, healthy boundaries, so that you don't lose yourself but I think it's important Because a lot of the times people will be a year and a half into a relationship or past this honeymoon stage and then realize like, oh shit, I've really haven't been paying attention to the things that matter in my life and only paying attention to my partner. So then you almost start to resent them in a way and you almost start to neglect them because you're realizing, holy shit, like this isn't the only thing in my life. I need to start paying attention to everything else. So there's no more balance left. You start to shut off that person and you start to take care of the things that you've, you know, left for the past year, the past six months during your honeymoon stage. And that can create a lot of conflict. So I think while you're still in this honeymoon stage, of course, like keep up the high level of care for your relationship. But then also remember that there's more to life than this. There's more to life than this relationship. Now, I talked about this in one episode of my podcast where there's different, like, arches to life. There's relationships, there's friendships, there's career, there's family, there's health. There's, you know, all those different aspects. And I think each single aspect needs to be taken care of evenly throughout your life. So I think this is where self-awareness comes in again. And you have to create balance. So boundaries that you can keep in check throughout the beginning of your relationship to make sure that you're continuing a healthier overall a lifestyle between you guys, I think is to, first of all, make sure... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
sure that you are balancing time between friends, family, and relationship. These three things are your social life, I feel like. I feel like relationships kind of qualify in social life aspect. Make sure that you're equally spending time between these people and equally putting in the same amount of effort between these people because I think these are the easiest people to forget when you're in relationships. It's really easy to leave your friends in the dust. It's really easy to not even pay attention to your family even because you are so invested in one person and like I said at the beginning, they're giving you everything. They're fulfilling you so you feel like you don't need it from anyone else and if your friends during this time period are telling you, listen, you're not spending enough time with me, you're not, you know, paying enough time to your friends, listen to them. They're telling you this because they're seeing you slowly fade away into your relationship and not really paying attention to them anymore. So that's when you should take that as a sign and make sure to create balance between these people. It's also important to not forget about your passions and what motivates you in life because a lot of the times you're just so excited. You're in love. You don't even think about the things that give you excitement outside of that anymore, but you should. These things like your career, your studies, what you're doing in life and what you're working towards, all extremely important things. Create balance between all of the important aspects in your life and don't only pay attention to your relationship. I think that's the key to it. I think it comes down to scheduling your time out properly, how much time you invest into your relationship, how much time you're investing into your own career, your family, your friends, your own mental health, your own self-care, your own physical health. And I think it's always important to have aspects of your life that do not relate at all to your relationship. So if it's your career, keep that outside of your relationship. Sometimes careers intertwine in relationships. So if it is maybe not your career and it's your friendships that don't intertwine with your relationship, keep that outside of it. Yes, introduce your friends, make sure they're friendly with each other, make sure your friends like your boyfriend, make sure make sure your boyfriend likes your friends, but you need at least a few aspects of your life that do not intertwine with your relationship and are completely separate. I think that's how you create boundaries and don't, you know, blend your relationship into your whole entire life. I think even when you're married, it's important to have these areas of your life that just don't relate to your relationship at all. Okay, the next question is how to deal with a jealous boyfriend. Um, I think this kind of relates to the one about insecurities and... I think, you know, like I said, it's really easy for both people to bring their insecurities into a relationship, so it comes down to communicating that with your partner, and sometimes they just won't be receptive enough to even understand that they're being jealous in a relationship. They'll think that they are kind of rightful for the way that they're acting, but like I said, communication is nothing without understanding, so if you're genuinely sitting there and being understanding and hearing out your partner for the reasons that they're jealous and then you know with them breaking it down and seeing where they're in the right and where they're in the wrong because for the most part there will be some aspects where their jealousy is valid and some aspects where it's coming from their own insecurities And then finding a happy medium between that. In relationships, it's really obviously common that you have to adjust, compromise, and adapt your life to a person based on their needs, based on, you know, their feelings. So if they are feeling jealous and you're doing something that 
is creating this jealousy for them, I think it's really important to have that understanding. It's really important to have that empathy for them. Put yourself in their shoes. If if they were doing what you're doing and you wouldn't be happy with it, that's when you have to reevaluate. But if you're looking at it from a standpoint where if they were doing what you were doing and you don't find a problem with that, that's when you have to communicate your own beliefs and what you think is right or wrong in a relationship. Um, I feel like if a person is not understanding to you, your jealous boyfriend is not understanding to you, then that can be a red flag because maybe they're carrying so much insecurity that they're not even able to see that you're maybe not doing anything wrong. So, you know, if you've tried your best in communication and understanding them, but they're not giving you the same kind of respect in that area, then I don't know. That's something that you're going to have to decide if you want to put up with or not. And for the most part, I'd say you shouldn't really put up with it. Um, I'm kind of overheating right now. I'm not going to lie. When I sit in my room and I record these, I have to turn off my fan and like close my door so I have no air circulation in here. And sometimes I feel like I'm just going to pass out. But (laughs) anyways, we're going to move on to the bigger, more extensive questions. These are all very detailed. I got a bunch of DMs that had like a whole entire storyline. So I kind of summarized them in my own words um, in order to like read them aloud on the podcast. So for the most part, I think I got them pretty accurate to what was said. I just kind of summarized them down. So if you are one of the people who um, sent me these DMs, it's not going to be word for word. So just letting you know that. All right, the first one's a little bit shorter, on the shorter side. This person said, her boyfriend has lied about things and promised to change, but she believes it's too hard to trust him again. She feels distant from him, and she feels like she doesn't fit into his life. Her question is, how do I revive my love for him? Okay, I think you're asking the wrong question, girly. I think you know, in this case, you're taking what he's doing to you and making it your responsibility. That's not your responsibility. He's lied and he's lost your trust. That's his responsibility. He should be the one that feels like he wants to regain your trust and revive the relationship. If he's not doing that, it's not your problem. You shouldn't feel responsible for rebuilding the relationship that he essentially broke. So I don't think the question is how do I revive my love for him? I think the question is do I feel like he is worthy of my love? Period. Ooh, that was a good one. No, I honestly think that if you feel distant from him and that you're not fitting into his life anymore, That's something that you have to think about on a deeper level and instead of immediately wanting to fix things with him and to put, you know, your best foot forward, you really have to sit back and look at the bigger picture and see is he even doing that for you? Is he even putting in the work for you? Now, if he is, but you just feel like your trust has been broken um, too many times, then that's still your choice. If you feel like he's still trying and he's still working towards trying to build a better relationship with you, then that's when you really have to sit down and think to yourself, can I do this? Am I mentally capable of putting the past in the past and wanting to trust him again? 
And then, like I said, if he's not, if he's not trying to rebuild that relationship, if he's not trying to regain your trust, in all honesty, I'd say you've done your best. You've done what you can do. You've communicated to him, hopefully, that you do feel distant from him and that you don't fit into his life and that you maybe don't trust him yet based on the fact that he hasn't even tried to rebuild your trust. And if there's no forward movement, if he doesn't change or adapt in any way, I'd say this is a relationship that's bringing more negative than positive into your life and that's when you have to let go for yourself. All right, next person is also anonymous and she said, I like a guy and we've been talking for two months. He was a close friend before this. He asked me to be his girlfriend the third month in. He's super sweet and nice and I like him, but he's not attractive. I don't know how to explain it, but his looks are typical, aren't typical to what I'm attracted to. My typical type of guy I like is cute, but I always end up being used by them. In this case, he's not attractive, and on top of it all, I haven't kissed him. <laughs> okay, um, this is kind of a difficult situation because in my genuine opinion, which could be very different to what other people believe, I think being attracted to your boyfriend or girlfriend is one of the higher tiers in a relationship, definitely. Of course, there's things that are more important than being attracted to someone, but I think if there was a list of, like, top 10, being attracted would be up there, up on the list. I think that you should definitely be attracted to your partner because if you're not, I think it could open up a lot of areas for disloyalty in a relationship because if you are not attracted to your partner then you're going to be seeking that from other people and I feel like that's just natural it's almost like human nature and of course you can be attracted to other people I believe in relationships um, based on surface level like surface level looks or whatever it is but not attracted in a way where you're emotionally being fulfilled or physically that's cheating okay but I think it does open up a lot of temptation because you're looking for this element of attractiveness and like you know physical attraction to other people because you're not being fulfilled in that aspect by a relationship so unfortunately I think that this relationship might not be the most successful and at the same time if your boyfriend is attracted to you um I think that it's almost not really fair because if that person is being fulfilled by you but you're not being fulfilled by them you're kind of leading them in a direction that yeah maybe it'll be fun at the beginning to be in a new relationship with someone and to be treated really nicely by a, a good guy but it won't last, in my opinion, it won't last because you're not attracted to him and he might just be continuously growing feelings and growing attraction to you while you aren't. Now, I also think that attraction can grow in relationships, but I think you need to have initial attraction for it to grow because I feel like a lot of the times people can be 
attracted to their partner before they start dating and then they start dating and then they think that they're the most beautiful perfect person in the entire world I think that's normal I think that you start to look at every single flaw of the person that you're with eventually and you just don't see them anymore like you think that they're the most stunning perfect like God literally chiseled them out and put them on earth right but I think the only way that you get to that point is that if you already had attraction to them from the get-go. All right, this is a nice, long question from Sarah. So, Sarah said, I've been talking to a boy for five years. He's a family friend who I had chemistry with. I live in a different country to him, but I haven't seen him in person, so we talk on social media. Um, My relationship was good until I got into a major argument with him and ended up blocking him. A lot of time passed and I got a message from him and started talking to him again. He seemed really distant during this time and if I wasn't messaging him, then we wouldn't speak to each other at all. Now, fast forward, in 2022, I got a message from him saying that he had just gone through a breakup. They were together for five months, and I had no idea they were dating. I didn't want to show that I was upset because I never dated him, but it was a very flirtatious relationship that he initiated. I'm not sure if I like him or not, but I felt very jealous. Her question is, should I ignore the fact that he dated someone else without me knowing and pushed me away? and then ran back into my life as soon as they broke up and give him a chance because I spend endless nights crying and missing talking to him. Okay, so we got a lot of context for this one. Um, I think when you're not in, you know, monogamous relationship with someone, it can be really difficult to know what boundaries to set up with a person, especially if that person isn't giving you the clearest signals. Now, I recently heard of this thing called breadcrumbing, and I I don't know exactly what it means, but this is giving me breadcrumbing vibes. And I think breadcrumbing is when they give you bits and pieces of their attention, bits and pieces of their time, and then they take it away. And it's kind of a way to like reel you in and keep you around, but they're not committing to you in any way or really kind of telling you what their intentions are with you. So to me, this looks like this. I mean, it can be difficult because you do live in different countries. So maybe to him or to you, it doesn't feel like it's really worth it to start a long distance relationship and I didn't really get any context on how old you guys were so that could make a difference to this but giving him the benefit of the doubt I think that he could just be afraid of starting a commitment between you guys because you're not together physically or close enough to be together physically right so maybe it doesn't seem worth it because personally I don't think I would start a long distance relationship. It doesn't seem like it's in the books for me. I I wouldn't want to in any way, shape, or form. So maybe that's where his head's at. But at the same time, maybe he does like you. Maybe he does have feelings for you and enjoy talking to you in that way. The mature thing to do would be to tell you where his head's at, especially you said you've been talking to this guy for five years. That's a long amount of time. I know you don't want to look like the smaller person and sometimes unfortunately, the person who's saying what their feelings are 
can be considered the smaller person because their ego gets in the way and they don't want to do that. But I think the bravest thing that you could do and the best thing for yourself that you could do is to set a boundary and, you know, put your big girl pants on and be like, listen, what do you want from me? Do you want something more than us just talking to each other every other month and having really good conversations and really bonding and really getting close and then never talking to each other again for another five, six months? And then the cycle continues and continues and we get tired and exhausted and it's awful. Or do you want to really see if this is something that we can do and pursue something more? Now, like you said, it is a little bit awkward that he didn't tell you that he had a relationship. Um, I think it is sticky, though. It is a sticky situation because you guys were talking in a flirtatious way. So, if he did say that he was in a relationship, because I feel like when you get into a relationship, you cut off the people that you did have that relationship with because you're choosing to be with one person. So, that's good in a sense, on his part, because he was being loyal to his ex-girlfriend at the time. Um, But it's also a little bit weird, because he only told you after the fact, which could be a bit of a red flag. Like, he was still keeping you around and not telling you so that you wouldn't move on, but then going and doing his own thing and coming back when it was over. You know what? Now that I'm thinking of it, he seems kind of like he doesn't really have his head on straight. And I know that maybe you feel like you had a really good connection with him and that you do miss him and might have feelings for him. And that's completely fine. You can have feelings for someone and still know that they're probably not the best person for you. And I think that you're going to run into someone in the future that's going to give you a lot more attention, a lot more love, a lot more respect than this guy. And I feel like it's up to you to kind of decide, like, is this taking a mental toll on me? Do I even want to be putting my energy into someone who, you know, doesn't want to be in a relationship or doesn't want to pursue anything more than this? And that's kind of the decision that you're going to have to make. Even if you do have feelings, regardless if you have feelings or not, you can still make that decision. Okay, the last question is anonymous. This one has to do a little bit with relationships and friendships at the same time. So, here is the question. I have a close male friend and he has recently gotten a girlfriend and straight up stopped talking to me. We were very cool and planned to meet up and talk, but he blew me off and has been acting very weird and is giving super dry responses as if we're strangers. I put two and two together and found out that he had a girlfriend and I'm very happy for him, but just surprised that he didn't mention it to me. He completely shut me out of his life and on top of it, his girlfriend is a close mutual friend. Her question is, what should I do? I feel like I should just shut him out at this point considering that he gave me some dry responses. It's just a shame that he started acting funny. You know what sucks? I feel like this can happen a lot and it is a shame because... Like I said before, when we were talking about platonic friendships between, like, girls and guys, I think that it's very doable to have a close female friend that's strictly platonic and you've always been platonic and still carry out a relationship. And this question actually relates to a lot of the things we talked about before, like keeping your boundaries and maintaining the same amount of balance between friendships and your relationships and it seems like he's not really doing that so 
I agree with you. I feel like you should just kind of move on and leave him in the past because he's the one that's not able to maintain a relationship between you and his girlfriend. And it is kind of unfortunate because at this point you're losing a friend when it wasn't really your choice and you felt like you were able to continue a friendship with him regardless of if he's in a relationship or not. Um, And I can tell just based off the way that you said it that you think of him very platonically and it could possibly be the case that he didn't think about you 100% platonically and that's why maybe he felt the need to not have you in his life anymore. Um, It could also be that his girlfriend might have a problem with him and you being friends and honestly that just sounds like a him problem it sounds like he's gonna have to navigate that relationship and the jealousies that are in it and the fact that he can't keep a female friend while being in a relationship I think that's a little bit that's gonna be an issue for him to deal with and if anything whatever leaves your life is meant to be gone. It's meant to be out of it. I think you leaving that situation and not putting any more energy into it, although it can be kind of sad because you are losing someone that you felt close to, I think it is the best for you to just cancel yourself out of that equation because he already made the first move in letting you know that your friendship doesn't mean as much to him as it does to you. And as much as it can feel like rejection and kind of painful and annoying and sad and upsetting, Um, I think that the right thing to do is to just move on and, you know, if that friendship comes back after a certain amount of time and he learned his lesson, he's like, I'm sorry, I don't know why I thought that, you know, I couldn't maintain a friendship, I kind of lost myself a little bit, then that's a future issue. But for right now, if he is giving you these signals of not wanting to be your friend anymore, then accept it, move on. Maybe he just wasn't meant to be there in the first place. Maybe he didn't have the best intentions in your friendship and it can start to make sense later on if it doesn't make sense right now. Alrighty, those were all of the relationship advice questions that we got today. I want to thank you guys for leaving these questions and DMs um, on my Instagram, which is at Between You and Me Podcast. If you want to be included in future podcasts, don't forget to go and follow my Instagram um, because that's where I get all of my questions from for these episodes. I definitely think I'll be making more of these in the future because relationships just are a huge subject and, you know, there's so many aspects to them and so many questions that can be asked and so many things to talk about. These are only a few of them. So in the future, there definitely will be more of these episodes. Um, But I hope you did enjoy this. I hope you got a couple new perspectives from this. And for the people that asked the questions, I hope that I gave you the best advice possible and you took something away from this. So, with that being said, thank you guys so much for listening. I love you all. I hope you have a great rest of your day, and I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye! Hold up! What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.